Uh, welcome to episode 493 of the Overlook Hour. Um, your host, Clark Little, is not here today. He's out hanging out with the family in an impromptu trip. Everything's cool. He's having fun. It's storming in Mississippi, and he sends his well wishes. I'm not going to take a long time doing an intro because I tend to uh, get in my head and dwell on stuff and overthink it, and then it comes out really annoying and dumb. And uh, I'm extra excited to hang out with people today. So how does he normally do this? I guess we'll bring in Randy Stat from uh, Georgia. Randy, how are you doing? Hell yeah, doing good. You know, it's weird. I feel the most inauthentic I've been on this show in <laughs> like years right now because I haven't I haven't like opened up a show before. It's hard to it's hard to host, dude. And that's why I I take the least host role on the show. Here, this might help. Clark left his Ray Bands inside. Yep. Yep. Nice. I, oh, dude, I get it. It feels like a <laughs> shield. Like, no matter what, it's like a mask. Now, no matter what I do, it's a bit. Hell yeah. Well, well, it's good. Well, thank you. I could pull them off. What do you think, Oksana? Oksana, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to mispronounce your last name. I'm going to pronounce it correctly. Oksana Fisher. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Which, nice. you, you know, we just need a little bit of paperwork. We could correct that error. Yeah. Well, paperwork fixes everything. It does. <laughs> How are you doing behind the wall today? I'm great. Um, other than the fact that I'm sneezing to death. I don't know why. Yeah, it's been, you know, I'll be honest right now. Me and Oksana get together perfectly. Soulmates. Never argue. And for some reason, <laughs> the one thing that gets me, the one thing is like the little sound effects. And I feel bad. Because I try to hide it, but whenever you cough, sneeze, I've, I've gotten sick once in the past three years. I think the last time I got sick was when I had COVID, which for two days. Yeah. And every time I coughed, <laughs> I had a sore throat with like a lingering cough. And every time I coughed, he'd look at me and I would always see it. I didn't mean it. And I tried to bury it, but there's something, it bugs I started me. started yelling at him. The little like social noises that people make, like loud chewing. Oh my God. God, it drives me fucking crazy. But and you would it would be like a shotgun blast of a soundboard. Like it was never just one. You were always like yeah. have you I don't remember the last time you were sick, but you know when you have a tickle in your throat, you cannot I, scratch. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Unless I try to shove my hand down my throat. Like the, coughing's the only solution. The worst thing too is I am a huge bitch when I'm sick. And you <laughs> completely take care of me. I believe me, I am a hundred percent aware of that. And I apologize, but you're very annoying. And then uh Randy out God. there in Georgia, you're not alone. You brought Correct. a buddy today. I did, yeah. We got a uh in studio guest here, not in uh California where we usually have a, a guest, but you know, friend of the show, friend IRL, uh Christian's here with me. Hello. Of, uh the band Clot, who just played a show last night that I did not go to because I had, <laughs> I, I went to uh, go see Rachel Feinstein at uh, the West End Comedy Festival, which we, was very fun. But yeah, we we got fa. We met up for dinner before That's my true. show and Wait, your comedy show. You ditched Clot to go watch a politician. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Diane Feinstein. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, Randy? It's on her. He doesn't know when she's going to tour again. <laughs> that is true. Well, she's got to be like 80 to be running in modern politics, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm going to go see Pelosi next weekend. So, <laughs> oh Christian, what's up, dude? What the fuck happened to y'all's podcast? Oh, uh, well, we needed to take a little hiatus and then it turned into an extended hiatus. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah, the extension was because I got a new job. Uh, Randy's job got busy. My job, my new job is incredibly busy. But we um, have an idea or I've got, we've got a plan to bring it back. Uh, it's going to be tweaked a little bit, the format, but uh, we're, we'll be, we'll be back with it. Oh, it's going to yeah. be video. Is that the tweet? <laughs> nah. Uh, Come full, on. It's going to be, we're going to turn into a, uh, a gossip podcast. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the, we're just going to change. We're not, we're not going to hammer in the uh, rigid, the how rigid the format of like this amount of records type of deal per episode uh, that made it a little homeworky. Homeworky. Uh, so we're going to change that up a little bit. I, I I'm going to be honest here. Yeah, <laughs> I love it when two incredibly successful, talented people fail at something like that. <laughs> Especially when you all came in and you had banked episodes. I was yep. like, man, fuck you. Randy took all the all the shit we learned through this train wreck of a podcast, and then you made yep. a real one. So now, and now that it's on hiatus, yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, we needed a little break, and uh, yeah. coming back, it's like that's a lot to dive back into yeah. in that form. Yeah, and I got I got COVID for the first time in that, mm-hmm. uh, which you extended know. it further. Yeah, and then I I went to you know Idaho for yep. a week or whatever. So yeah, it's it's uh. It's been a while as we Stain went on a little say. tour during that time. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, just a lot of the holiday, like everything. Yeah. Just kind of dominoed from there. Yeah. It, that is the one benefit of the way that we kind of do this show is that there's, I feel like there's value in the, um, the chaos. <laughs> so whenever, <laughs> you know, like if Clark were in a state where he had Wi-Fi, we could easily just roll with it. Like, mm. remember he was going to Arizona, like randomly. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago. And it's like, whatever, who cares? We have like a format. And if it falls apart, we just laugh at it. Where y'all are just good at what you do and not willing to compromise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Randy did a really short at by himself. That's true. I did vamp for 12 minutes for one episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, um, to call on another podcast that I think I'm late to because it may have already ended. But Rob's World. If that Patreon is still active, it I want yeah. to, it is right. Yeah. I, I highly recommend people go check it out. It is completely unfiltered. I love the like lo-fi vibe of it too. Yeah. And dude, his interviews are tight. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It is kind of cool having a yin yang with like y'all show where it's like produced and Randy does editing. And <laughs> honestly, you guys needed video. I will never back off. I'm d- I'm down to do video for the new stuff. Uh, we can get props. <laughs> <laughs> vinyl is kind of its own prop, though. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do vinyl. I've been doing like band deep dives lately on my own, just for fun, like listening to whole discographies by bands that I listened to like growing up. <clears throat> so I want to like talk about stuff like that and not just make it beholden to the collection anymore because. It was also making me like miss out on the music that I was listening to normally by having to be like, no, I need to set aside time to listen to like fucking sometimes eight, six, seven, eight, yeah, yeah. eight records in a week. And it's like, that's a lot. And I'm not going to listen to anything else. And that that's a little too much to do every single week. So yeah. we're going to bring in what we're actively listening to pull from the collection a little bit, want to do interviews, stuff like that. So 
you know, I did enjoy that rigid format because it kind of forced y'all. There's some merit to it for sure. If I didn't have a full-time job, a wife, an active touring band, (laughs) honestly, it's the full-time job. If I didn't have a full-time job, I could do it, but it's, it's a little (sighs) much with that. Yeah, dude. I, um, you know, I've made the transition from nine to five into scraping by and it is incredible how you can fill your day completely with shit to do. And it's like, how did I ever fit in a nine to five? And you realize, no, no, no. you mold your whole life around that fucking nine to five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm, I'm both envious and not, I mean, as we're recording Terrell's at CreepyCon, waiting in dude, just wait till you hear about that. There's a big backlash online. Mm. Apparently they started turning away VIP people because they overbooked. But the the big draw right now is they have a bunch of screen people. So oh, Terrell okay. drove down to meet Nev Campbell and mm. waited in a line to get into a room that is the preemptive room before the real line. <laughs> Hundreds of people got turned away. And y'all will hate this. They turned away a bunch of handicapped people because they didn't have access. Oh, <laughs> no. So it's a PR nightmare. Dude, CreepyCon, they turned off all their comments on all social media oh, and shit. Oh, Dude, shit. It's wild. Wow. But yeah, so I, I look at that and he's out there at a Severn booth and I'm like, fuck, I wish I had money. But I got to remember Severn in the back booth. of my mind, it's like, I do have a little bit of time now, though. Yeah. Where's so. that Grindhouse store located? Like, like Grindhouse video. There's like a brick and mortar in LA? Uh, I don't know. Uh huh. I I saw it on uh well, I don't remember where I saw it online the other day. Uh-huh. But they have it's called Grindhouse Video and they have like a brick and mortar and it sells like all the Severin, Vinegar Syndrome, Arrow, all of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Knoxville. Oh, it's in, in Knoxville, Tennessee? I guess. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, it says it's permanently closed. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do, Christian? God damn it. You should have came on and plugged them earlier. We could have saved shit. it. All right. Well, Fuck me, I guess. Yeah, I I've gotten stuck watching a YouTube channel called Craigslist Hunter, which whatever you think that is, you're wrong. It's basically (laughs) it's basically not a pawn shop. The dude will buy and sell, but he doesn't pawn. And he talks a lot to other people who do uh, who work in the resale market. And man, I don't think I could do it in the modern age. It's like eighty percent internet. And it's just not fun. I, I got so excited thinking about going to a place called Grindhouse Video yeah. just now. And it did exist. I didn't make it up. But well, you all have um, Videodrome out there, right? Yeah, but that's rental. Grindhouse, you bought shit. How does that market still work? How do you- uh, they're, they do well. They also like uh, team up with the theaters around town True. and do like yeah. events to make money and stuff. So like they'll host screenings and shit. If I had a rental store, I would want, now again, I'm imagining this. I don't have a blueprint in mind, but I would almost want like a small screening room where you could have like, I don't know, panels or talk or create like a culture around it. Otherwise, I don't see the value because Mm. I love renting and I know Randy used to go there and actually rent, but how long has that been? I don't go often, but uh, when I, they have so much shit that isn't streaming and stuff. So like when I get a hankering for like a weird movie, I will go there and they'll have it. 
So. Yeah, and they're like two blocks away from Plaza, so I technically should and go who, more often. That's but, who they team up with too. They do the Plaza yeah, Drome, yeah. is what it's called, and they Good do name. the screenings. So I have an update. Oh, no. You have an update. <laughs> Grindhouse video. Okay. It's not. Do you need close. breaking news? Sure. All right, here. It's not close. <laughs> the physical store <laughs> in Knoxville, Tennessee, is not permanently closed. Their website Woo! says. Still, they're still there. Kingston Pike, and uh, I gotta go. Amazing. Huh? Tennessee is not that far from me. Relatively, two thousand square feet of shopping space. Oh wow! Yeah, I gotta go to that shit. Podcast road trip. Yeah, I don't. It's more exciting when you can buy the shit outright. I don't know. I renting, agree. Ah. There's a shop in uh, uh, Asheville that my wife and I just went to called, I think orbit okay something like that um and we went there and it's got a ton ton of shit i got uh all of tales from the dark side all the Rad. seasons of that on dvd i got uh the Candyman scream factory and the uh i think it was this, i don't know who put it out actually it may have been 88 films but it's taxi hunter Oh, um, rad. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen Ebola Syndrome and The Untold Story, so I'm looking forward to it. What order did you watch those in originally? I, I saw The Untold Story, then Ebola Syndrome. I, You know, I think, oh, man. Me and Clark, we, we covered all three of those not too long ago, mm-hmm. and I think the correct order, if you're going to show people, would be Taxi Hunter, Untold Story, then Ebola. Well, that's what I've heard, because Taxi Hunter's like the tamest, right? You know, calling it tame. Quote, unquote, tame <laughs> yeah. is, yeah. I mean, compared to Ebola syndrome, that movie's, like, beyond crazy. There's a lot more dramatic storytelling in Taxi Hunter. Okay. And like, it's more, like, kind of like a falling down vibe, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is reliant on the story. Where, yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. Ebola syndrome, you could watch it's- that movie on mute and be offended. that's a great that should be on the box 100 (laughs) but like you know just what you're watching you're like oh this is wrong (laughs) this is this is yeah repugnant untold stories the type of movie that you could watch it like without an english track or like subtitles and have fun yeah i think i haven't seen taxi hunter like i said but i liked untold story more than ebola syndrome um personally and it's because ebola syndrome is just it's it's tough to rewatch. Because of oh, how yeah. hard it goes, whereas Untold Story still goes really hard, but I I had a more enjoyable time watching it. Yeah, you know, whenever I think about Cat Three films, I uh, think of our our old friend who we haven't talked to in forever. Shout out to Frankie. I know probably never talked about him on here, but he's the dude who in the lobby of an Alamo had that moment where he's like, you don't know what the fuck a Cat 3 film is? And then he <laughs> ushered me in, and the first thing he showed me was Ebola Syndrome. Oh, so shit. I had, a, I had a weird relationship with it because that was the, my entry. So then everything kind of, like, never really met up to it. Like, yeah, because that's like, a yeah, top-tier one, yeah. It's like an international, it's like a, it's yeah, it's a tour de force of, like, smut. And like, (laughs) it's so fucked up. Um, yeah. So then I start watching other shit. I'm like, okay, I get it. But dude, way to open me with like, it's funny. You were just talking about animation before Mm. we started recording. Mm -hmm. And there's a parallel universe where I don't talk about horror movies and I talk about anime. 
Except uh, when I first got introduced to anime in the 90s, I watched Perfect Blue. And mm-hmm. I know, bear with me, I've told this on here before. Perfect Blue. And then I watched, uh, uh, what the fuck is that ninja movie? Ninja Scroll. Have you seen either of those? I have not. I've been meaning to watch Perfect Blue, though. You got to watch Perfect Blue. Yeah. And I think that's why I don't like anime. Perfect Blue is a uh, dramatic. It actually it's a um, thriller. It's very surreal. It's a psychological thriller. Aronofsky pulled from it, right? For yeah. Stuff. Oh, yeah. people say that he ripped him off when he did Black Swan. Right, right, and like certain stills from uh, certain shots, I think he pulled directly from there for Requiem, like in the bathtub oh, and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good movie to pull from though. Yeah. And- yeah. Dude, Christian, I'm going to pitch it to you. You got to watch it. It's early internet, so there is a moment where a uh, anime character is learning how to do dial-up internet. Oh, hell yeah. And it's like, whoa. It's, like, it's just a thing you never see in film. Yeah. But it's also an animated film that's completely withdrawn. Like, it's very real in its approach. So it deals with, like, icon culture in Japan and what mm-hmm. happens when you leave a, like, like, imagine BTS. One of them left the group and wanted to do their own thing. Now, in Japan, that would be a huge faux pas. And people would be like, you're awful. We hate you. And in that movie, she's trying to pivot into, like, serious acting. Okay. And she does a uh, movie where she might be raped. And her fans get fucking mad. And it turns into a psychological thriller. But oh, the thing is, you can do shit in anime that's fantasy-esque. And you can't tell as an audience if it's real or not. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dude, I highly recommend it. Uh, I couldn't name another film that's like that in anime. Fair. And if you're listening and you can, please reach out because I've been looking my whole life. The two that <laughs> I've been meaning to watch are, act, are Perfect Blue and Paprika. Okay, yeah. Shitoshi yeah. Khan. Um, Those have been on my list for a minute. Dude, back in the day, I used to, when we were buddies with Mike Keegan, he was the program director for the Alamo out here. I, my annoying movie, because everybody would always go to him and be like, you got to show blank. That was mine. Perfect blue. Mm. I'm like, you got to show it. I'm telling you, dude, like people are going to love it. They showed it. It sold out. He didn't let me intro it though. He let a waiter there intro it. And that dude was like, y'all remember Dragon Ball? And everybody's (laughs) like, yeah. And that's, (laughs) dude, no. If if anybody <laughs> listening to this show hasn't seen what? Perfect Blue, it's a fucking Hitchcock movie, but it's animated. It's fantastic. I like that cat one. That's like the thing. Oh, Lily Cat. Lily Cat. Wow, oh, I got good point. <laughs> Lily Cat is kind of a mix between Terminator Two and Alien. What the fuck? But it's got a lot of '80s anime influence. So one, it's hand drawn. But they do they play off of like Jonesy and shit. Dude, it, that one's really good too. I'm interested in that. That sounds good. My my wife's favorite genre is animation. So I I see a decent amount, even though it's not my favorite thing. But anytime I hear something like that, I'm like, oh, I'll I'll show her that because she'll be super into it, even if it's not my favorite thing. But that gets me interested to at least watch it. Dude, perfect. I yeah. I love animation, but I, I don't like the digital era we're in. Where I don't at all. Like yeah. it's not, I much prefer the hand stuff, the hand drawn shit and like the more, I don't know, rudimentary stuff. I like seeing the human touch to it all. I don't like how clean everything. is. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with like TV animation. Oh but yeah. The thing with anime and the reason I don't love anime is I don't like how all of the art looks the same. Like mm-hmm. it's all that Betty Boop kind of like American influence, like mm-hmm. look and that's everything I mentioned, like um, 
Perfect Blue is very anime styled, but like if you watch like Redline, it's got its own look to it. Or I don't know. We could we could talk about that later. This isn't <laughs> a fucking anime show. Um, <laughs> shit. Okay. Is there anything up top? Anything I'm forgetting to plug? Oksana, no. Um, it's gonna come up on Thursday, but the Dimensions Film Festival is coming up. Okay, when is that? <laughs> I wrote it down. It's February. <laughs> it is February. It's found footage February. So, Randy, I don't know if you got all my emails, but I've been warning you. You better have found footage in-world camera movies to talk about. Uh, yeah, all month, dude. I need <laughs> I need some wrecks of, like, really fucking scary ones. Scary? Like, like found footage movies? Yes, I've been itching. My wife and I, she likes found footage, too, and we can't, we don't know, we don't trust the internet lists. Oh man! Well, first off, um, fuck you for saying scary. Like I, I feel like that's almost yeah, like um, social contagion. Because yeah. here's the thing: I don't know what, what scares, scares me. you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, unsettling, unnerving, uh, tense. Okay, uh, aesthetically or like ph- uh, philosophically. Like, do you do you want to think about yeah, it? Both. And then, okay, more so, more so, what's happening rather than the. Uh, I want to be like, I want like kind of a thrill ride. That's going to be like real, like Blair, Witch scared me growing up. It doesn't like scare me now, but like the vibe of it. Now I love something like that. What about, I love um, the Poughkeepsie tapes. The Poughkeepsie tapes gets under my skin. Okay. Did you guys watch, um, incantation? I liked that a lot. Okay. Damn it. That was going to be mine too. (laughs) I've seen it. Wife hasn't, So the thing yeah. about incantation—that's a good one, though. Mm-hmm. So, like that realm is great. Okay, well, where are you with long legs? Have you been following their whole marketing thing? Is that going to be found footage? No, but I. Oh, think I'm very the, stoked for it, though. I'll I watch think, anything with Nicolas Cage, though. I think True. the internet may see. That's the other thing: is the vibe they're putting out is very like deep forum, skin of a rink, internet horror, and then it's like we know Nicolas Cage is going to be in there, and it's a neon film. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, interesting. but Nicolas Cage has been in a lot of weird shit lately. And I he's think. so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the aesthetic and, like, the vibe we're talking about, I can't think of a Nicolas Cage movie that matches that. Like, if I think of two things I like that he's been in recently, one, Mandy, everybody loved that. Yeah. And that's Art House, but... And then, I don't know, what, um... Pig. Renfield? Pig. Oh, Pig. He's Pig. so good in Pig. Dream Scenario, he was he was really funny. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I didn't love it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, but he's really good in it. Like, everyone's good in it. I just didn't love the movie. Randy did. Yeah, I know. We saw good. it together. I oh, yeah. what the fuck? He knew that I had already seen it the day before at the exact oh, same yeah, time. Oh, yeah, he saw it. Yeah, he yeah. saw it twice. What? The, do you ever bring your girl out on these mandates? <laughs> no, she has no... Randy? If I'm going to a movie with Randy, she's she's good. Oh, you're the backup, Randy? <laughs> no, she doesn't. She There's like, we went to see Satan Tango, and she was like, never in a million fucking years would she go see a seven-hour-long movie with me. Yeah, I She has it. no goddamn interest <laughs> whatsoever. She doesn't want to, like, aggro drift or whatever, the new Harmony Kareen. Yep. I've been, like, waiting for screenings for that. She has no goddamn interest in that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But Randy will go with me. We saw a zone of interest together. A couple oh yeah. Weekends we saw ago. that a couple weekends ago. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. That's so cute. I'm and my wife jealous. was like, have fun at the Nazi movie. And I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Tell her it's animated next time. Yeah. See if we can do <laughs> yeah. bait and switch. Actually, what was that animated movie that um, the Alamo put out that blew up? Fuck, we bought it. Keegan programmed it. It started in a small theater. Do you know what I'm talking about, Oksana? No. Bella, Bella. Something. Donna of Sadness. There you go. Have you seen that uh, one? We've been meaning to watch that. I haven't seen, but I yeah remembered it. For uh, whatever we reason. haven't we yeah. haven't dove into that one because it's like pretty much about rape. <laughs> well, fuck. Perfect Blue might be off yeah. the table. <laughs> I mean, it's not about it, but if yeah. that's like a uh, yeah, like she Belladonna is sad because she keeps getting. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler dude yeah like uh, when i looked into it i was like oh shit this is like all about that so okay i haven't Oksana, watched that one yet your homework while we while we move on will be can you come up with some recommendations for christian <laughs> found you know, footage found footage when when i think it's scary i think of like a film i haven't that seen murder death korea town like is that unsettling and i know it's, it's not okay. scrubbed from the internet i would say if you're if you're completely tapped into like modern politics and you mm. get like, and if you're on the brink of like, oh, our nation's going to collapse, a murder, death, Koreatown might freak you out okay. because it, it might illustrate a um, kind of political urban legend of a type mm. of person. I know it's a really weird way to talk yeah. about that movie, but <laughs> but it's basically about like a, a, a white dude living in Koreatown who starts butting into everybody's shit because he's investigating a murder he has nothing to do with. Ah, so you could like project on that movie and be like, "Oh, this is like incel culture or something," even though he's living with the girlfriend. Huh? He's just got those kind of like, like if you're worried that there is a mind virus on the internet, Murder Death Koreatown might freak you out. Okay. Okay. Is, like, yeah, like heard. What is that? A sweet. Uh, Sweet murder, a sweet something murder. Record it's of sweet murder. A record yeah. of sweet murder. How is I was that say one? Sweet relief, maybe. <laughs> record of sweet murder is tight. It's not scary though. Okay. As a film fan, you might enjoy it because they do a like one shot kind of thing. Oh, interesting. And it never okay. feels like a play. And cool. it also is. It, it's not a strict like drama or horror film too. Neat. Okay. Cool. Which I mean, if you look at the cover, it will kind of like give away the sci-fi in it. But yeah, it did. When I, when comment, I yeah. think of scary found footage, I think of movies that are like disarming and then deliver on like authentic like jump scares. Yeah. So it it sounds weird, but I would recommend like checking out Ricky Umberger's catalog, like the fear footage or his new one, Project Theory. Okay. Interesting. Which, I feel like I've know, heard honestly, about Project Theory. You would fuck with them because you're a Neil Breen, Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Like you like regional micro budget. Yes. Ricky, he's never... He never learned traditional filmmaking, but he's a fan. So he makes okay. shit that feels completely like quirky, but it's engaging. Cool. So he's got raw talent. It's just not refined. And uh, I mean, literally, we introed the fear footage too at another hole in the head, a film fest out here. And the crowd was heckling one beat and then screaming the next. Hell yeah. Like literally, like dude in a top hat holding a glass of wine was talking shit about the movie and then going like, oh. so like, yeah, okay, fear footage. Cool, um, I'll check that shit out. Uff is coming up the end of March. Christian, did you get your plane ticket yet? I got four of them. Dude, I can't wait. We are yep. not showing anything animated. Oh, thank so God. So you may have to leave the wife. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Randy, you are going to try and come out, right? Uh, th- th- that may have changed. Oh, why? <laughs> uh, I'm taking a solo vacation. Oh, you didn't literally tell a month them later. This? Wait, so <laughs> I in, immediately in my head, I thought it was like a work conflict. But wait, you're taking a better trip. He, he's going he's going I'm, away i'm going to europe by myself for a week oh in april god. Going april. to Paris. you'd rather go to fucking you're gonna experience that shit where people go to paris and they get immediate depression because it's not as cool there's as like a thought. name for it in japan <laughs> yeah there I is think. oxana yeah. look that up what is that paris depression thing called but randy That's, what the yeah, f- so you're not gonna hang out with everybody everybody who loves you out here you're old yeah, home, potentially man. not no he's got to go to paris to find a wife Oh my god! You know her, she's not going to be shaving her pits if you find her out there, Randy. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, right. I feel like that would be a deal breaker for Randy. Yeah. Yeah. You know where I'm. Oh, my wife has armpit hair. Where I, are you I already booked a hotel. It is very close to the um, where Francois Truffaut is uh, buried. <laughs> now I know what you're going to dig up his skull. <laughs> Give it dude, a big old it, kiss, dude. If you do, I'll I'll buy it off you. You know, tight that would be. Look, I already got, I already got my skull thing going on. I put <laughs> true foe skull up here. Fuck I'll yeah. take a picture. Also, Christian, I'm not gonna let it go that you outed your wife there. <laughs> she would not. She would not be upset that I said that at all. <laughs> no, again, no knock against women who don't shave. I yeah. just think Randy would feel insecure. Like maybe she has more testosterone or something. Well, I found out that Randy uh, is a bit hairier than I suspect. Oh, he's dude. got he's got That's chest true. hair, back hair. I had no idea. I am a pretty much hairless boy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I got like no chest hair, no back hair, very little pit hair. My wife does have more pit hair than me. You, you, you never heard Randy, his nickname, the otter? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, when he, he, he talked about not getting into a pool because he didn't want to take it or with the shirt on, oh, which is normally a fat guy thing. But that he was, was like, no, that I'm was an in theory thing. But I have <laughs> sorry gotten, to out you on this, Randy. <laughs> I have gotten. No, I don't care. I'm very, I'm very hairy man. I, all the Sicilian in me went straight to my hairy chest and back and. Other than that, you would never tell that I'm partially Italian. Yeah. So he mentioned that on the show and I got like three DMs immediately where they're like, you know, in the gay community, they call them otters. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, dude. I actually didn't true. know that. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Thank y'all. The only time the fucking listeners of this show will reach out when it's something like that. We'll put a call to action <laughs> out there all the time. Hey, reach out, interact. Nope. <laughs> they, they just love to brand Randy an otter, though. Uh, okay. Are you talking about uh, Paris Syndrome? Is, is that oh, yeah, the name? that's it. Yeah. God, what a boring Where's name. Where's that it movie? Is. Where's that movie? I know. I'm going to make it. It's That's why I'm going. I'm going to make, make a found and submit footage. it. Yeah, You're going to find your festival. wife. She's going to take you to the catacombs. You're going to get, yeah. Yeah, dude. All She'll shot on, all shot on an iPhone. You reveal her pit hair. You'll start crying. <laughs> Randy, I know it's a joke. But please, can you make that? Make a short? I might. Please make a, sh- a horror dude. short, or like a or like a Woody Allen short. <laughs> Which, you do. Yeah. You keep watching Woody Allen and Polanski, so you'll fit right in. Yeah, I haven't been able to find his new one yet. I, mean, I found Polanski's, but not Woody's. <laughs> you gotta go on the dark web, dude. Get the Tor browser. True. God. Okay. Clark, dark I, I, web I, for a Woody <laughs> Allen movie. <laughs> Dude, you got it. Um, okay. 
See, this is all I want to do. I just want to hang out with y'all, but I can hear Clark in the back of my head yelling at me. Um, do we do we have anything else? Updates end of March. Check the website. We're going to be updating that regularly. It is found footage February, so I'm going to try my best. If you have found footage recommendations, go ahead and reach out. But it's tricky because we got the film fest next month. So I've been watching a shitload of movies I just can't talk about. Um, that's all the stalling I got for you, Oksana. So we got anything else? Yeah, we have some. <laughs> did you want to get into the female bag? Oh, thank you. God, how did I almost forget? <laughs> yeah, you know, I want to give a shout out. Again, this is just my theory. <laughs> but one of you listeners, I, you know, I just talked about how you don't interact. We want to so badly. We're like, you know, email us. Let's talk. Unless And unless you're calling Randy an otter. <laughs> we get nothing out of you. That's for us to do. <laughs> but one of y'all knew the email enough. <laughs> to sign us up on a website called Christian Filipina. <laughs> now I, uh, I've been getting shit all week because I haven't been deleting the emails, which there are, it looks like a hundred and it's all apparently somebody signed us up on a dating site where you can meet Filipino women. And, uh, we're one of the women and I believe uh, our name is Ola. Yeah. Am I reading that right? Yeah. And I'm now I thought I was the only one, but apparently Oksana did it too. So Randy, let me know if you also went to Christian Filipina and tried <laughs> to find Ola. I did not know. <laughs> I didn't want to click any of the links, but I was curious what kind of picture because she's been getting a lot of action. <laughs> yeah. So right now the overlook hour again, overlook hour at gmail.com. Our email looks like you've been added to Jim's buddy list. Uh, Jim has winked at you. Milton has winked at you. Jay has winked at you. Jay added you to a buddy list. Don winked at you. Dave winked at you. I'm thinking Ola's hot. <laughs> I got to say know. that when I sat down and saw the email open on Randy's computer screen, I thought it was his personal email <laughs> and that something was going on that I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we I, got I a do. lot of listeners over there, apparently. As of like five years ago, we did. Yeah, I know. Clark thought it was funny to do a bit where he paid real money to advertise on Facebook in the Philippines. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why. Like, you could actually advertise Here, like, in a market like. we could get. Yeah, but no, that was it. Um, that also, is funny. It is, it is funny, but he did it for a long time. <laughs> That's and even I think funnier. We, we stopped talking about it on the show. So it's like, what, is, what return are you getting? <laughs> That's incredible. Um, so I opened an email, and apparently uh, Mariano is 53 years old, looking for a girl between 40 and 50. He is Christian. He's Catholic, in fact. And he's located in Sweden. So what <laughs> the fuck? What is this website? It's mail like a mail order bride. Order bride? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. A Christian <laughs> mail order bride. Like, I know. Yeah. Believe me, the stars aligned and I noted it yeah. when you were on the show. <laughs> so again, thank you to whoever did that. I don't know. Now we can delete them. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It was pretty fun. Maurice, Sing, Wayne, they've all winked at us. Shout Shang out Wang? to Ken. Shang Wang. Everybody's winking at Ola. Um, all right, anything else? I, like I think this, you should change the name of the uh, you, this episode should be called Winking at Ola. Dude. <laughs> Five top signs you're using a legitimate dating site is probably my favorite Eli uh, email. 
Yeah, Christian <laughs> Filipina emailed that to us. It's <laughs> so bizarre. And then the like number one is the photos of the member are casual. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's AI clearly. Okay, I think we're good. Randy, you got anything to plug? Uh, no, not that, not that I know of. All right. Well, I guess we should just let David Lynch in. Oksana, you got nothing. Now's your time to talk. Clark's not here to shut you down. I'm good. Okay. Well, let's bring in David then. It's February 4th, 2024, and it's a Sunday. Day two of weekend projects, and the fun work train is rolling. Today, I'll be enjoying my coffee slowly. Looking out the window, taking in the quiet beauty that nature provides... The kind of quiet that can only truly be enjoyed when Clark Little is out of the state. Sometimes I'm not sure where the work train is rolling to, but today I double-checked to make sure it wasn't Mississippi. <laughs> Once I'm done enjoying the silence, I'll be thinking about how Alex Trebek became the first person to host three very popular American game shows at the same time. Jeopardy! Classic Concentration to Tell the Truth. And I'll, of course, be reflecting on my favorite celebrity birthdays. Happy 48th birthday, Chen Kun. Happy birthday, George Romero. Oh. Let us also remember those who decided to mosey on. Happy trails, Whipper Billy Watson. Happy trails, Liberace. Everyone, oh. have a great day. Bye, David. <laughs> Liberace died today. R.I.P. Yeah, and happy birthday to George Romero. R.I.P. R.I.P. Right. <laughs> to George Romero. <laughs> okay, Randy, are you ready to do this? Again, Clark did. He contacted me to make sure that me and you would there. team up today. Now, I know you're on the show regularly, but this is normally your bathroom break. Yes, it is. So do you need any instruction or do you think we could just wing it? I think I'm good now. I didn't realize it was sent to my personal email, not the <laughs> Overlook Theater email, but oh, I see yeah. it now. Oksana, are you trying to fuck up Randy? No, I usually send it to Clark's personal email. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right. Then, uh, again, <laughs> Christian, I know you're an avid listener of the show, and you're very familiar with our number one segment, the TBR Report. Mm -hmm. And because it's found footage February, you know we had to do it. So, all right, you good, Randy? Uh, yeah. All right. The Welcome to the TBR Report, the segment where we take a closer look at the vast world of in-world camera cinema. Each week, found footage filmmaker turned found footage adventurer, Thomas Burke, checks in from around the globe to share his newly found found footage. And as the leading in-world camera philosopher and proud member of the award-winning Barbados Boys, I ingest the footage and spit out my wisdom. Randy, uh, what did Tom write us this week? This week, I'm recommending a movie that is scheduled for release soon called Life of Bell made by indie filmmaker Sean Robinson. On July 18th, 2018, Annabelle Starnessa went missing. What was found in the home would shock the small town of South Carolina. I had the chance to meet this director a few months ago, and he was kind enough to send a screener over, and I was pretty astounded with what he was able to accomplish as a first-time filmmaker. Also, I think it's really neat how he was able to get his entire family involved with the overall premise. I would say each person delivers greatly in terms of their performance, and I hope folks can check this out when it comes to terror films later this year. All the best, Thomas Burke. 
Yeah, Randy, <laughs> you really dodged a bullet there. Tom wrote a light email for this one. The kind that I think Clark has been looking for. <laughs> so fuck you, Clark. You missed out. Anyway, Life of Bell. I'm not sure how behind the curtain I want to get, but I'm feeling pretty um open today and unrestricted without Clark being here. So Life of Bell. Uh it's a little complicated. We not only was this film, you know, I should just say what I what I mean. So Life of Bell submitted to the Unnamed Footage Festival. And when I saw Tom gave it to me, it was a weird, like, I didn't know if it was a conflict of interest or I felt that I needed to be kinder to the movie, which I decided not to because I, I really don't need to. And um, even from that description, you may be thinking, oh, it's terrible and I got to punch it up, but it's not. But I'll also go ahead and mention we're not going to show it. We don't have enough room in our program. And it's going to be out. What? It's already out? Is that what you told me today? Yeah, it, was out, it came out on the second. Okay. So, Life of Bell. Um, let me read from IMDb to kind of restart this. No leads have surfaced since eight-year-old Annabelle Starnes went missing in two, 2018. So the York County Police Department decided to release the footage recovered from the residents in hopes it would produce some kind of lead to her whereabouts. You're watching that footage. So we open up and uh, we have a body cam of a cop and we're moving through and we see bodies of a family, which honestly is kind of a return to form I was happy for. Back in early aughts into like 2010, found footage films would almost, uh, it was a badge of honor that you were about to take a 90 minute journey with a bunch of people who you knew were going to die. And we've kind of lost that trope. So it was a little bit refreshing up top to see it, although a little bit of a... Again, I had to I had to note that I'm like, why? Why is it now that I've had a kid that people love to show dead children? <laughs> so of course there's one in frame. I mean, he's just laying on the floor. You know he's not dead, but I'm just like, come on. Like you always gotta take my mind there. So anyway, Life of Bell is very paranormal activity too. We got a lot of security camera footage. Uh Bell is gifted a camera and she runs around kind of making her own YouTube show. Uh, we never actually see that part of the craft, but if you're familiar with paranormal activity too, or in memoriam, if you're a fan of those early kind of surveillance camera things, this is the vibe, even the aesthetic. It's all like a deep blue where all, the camera's always nested in a corner or it's a nice DSLR on a countertop. Uh, the kids are fantastic in here. Like Tom said, they are the real children of the filmmaker, Sean, Sean Robinson. And uh, his wife is very Katie. So if you if you in the um, early aughts enjoyed Paranormal Activity because of Katie's look, I, I'm hesitant to say well-endowed woman on this show, although Clark's not here to immediately attack me. <laughs> Christian, how do you feel about the term well-endowed woman? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's descriptive. <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm talking, uh, I'm talking to the milkman out there. <laughs> as referred to on X, uh, you know, at, again, Clark was like, you only use endowed. It's an adjective meant only for the male genitalia. Oh, I so would I disagree. Oh, thank you. And I this disagree. is like, you know what? Do you want a full-time spot on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I know you've abandoned your last podcast. Why don't you just hey. come here every week? Hey, I mean, I'm free. Good. Randy, hold him to it. <laughs> um, now, here's my major complaint. The dad in here. Sean, and I'm talking to you. I know you're going to listen to this. 
when you made dude this is your first film good job my problem with you is your look and you know why because you kind of look like me and my fear has always been that if i appeared in a movie people would look at me and be like oh that douche is the director because he got the long hair like there's a thing that me and you sean that we share and it's you (laughs) upon an immediate look you're like oh you're probably into horror movies you definitely listen to some metal and uh, you're totally the type that would bring your family in to make a found footage film. And it's a pet peeve of mine when I watch an indie horror movie and you see like horror posters on the wall. Like it's immediately, it just ruins immersion. And even though I can tell you stripped your place down, like you did a good job of hiding that. You just looked the part. And I don't know if anybody else is going to have that experience, but me. Because I looked at you and saw me and I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't ever make a movie or at least appear in camera unless it's in the Barbados boys, which I did. uh, Tom reached out and said, Randy, we're officially dubbed. Uh, The movie leaked, I believe, in the Ukraine. (laughs) And there's a YouTube type video where somebody's just doing the voice of everybody in there. Yeah. Including me and you in the end credits. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I know we've made it. Um, so Sean, dude, I don't know, man, you're probably a kindred soul, but I look into you and I see the abyss. So, um, congratulations with your, with your film though. I will say the second half picks up a lot and what we're doing here. It's so the mom, just to give a little bit of a spoiler, the mom has some mental health issues. Maybe there may be an entity there, or it may be the fact that she stopped taking her meds, but we basically get the type of film that gives me, um, I, I, I don't know, like a, an anxiety of like a future I, I want to never behold, where the mother is instructing the children to stop eating. She's like, the food is poison, and she's throwing away their food. And it's just like the kind of, it's a story that goes into the dark territory of these children are left with a caretaker who's not, not in the right mental state to be taking care of children. And it's for an extended time and the dad's away working. And it's like, that kind of shit is, Oh, it's, it's tense. So again, I don't know where this is going to be available, but if you're a found footage adventure and you eat up everything, you have to watch life of bell. If you're casual and you're just, you, you pop in for the bangers, you, you could miss this one, but I don't know. Go, go help out our boy. Um, and Sean, keep making shit and keep submitting it too, because clearly yeah, you're going to get in. We're going to have to make time for you on your next one because this was, this was a banger and keep those kids acting. They were good. Um, did you want to add anything, Oksana? I know you watched it with me. Um, I was just surprised that there were a couple of like really effective jump scares. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> yeah. I think that's because you're a wimp. Anyway, uh, Randy, I don't recommend you watch this. Christian, Probably not. Maybe if, if y'all ever have children, maybe circle back here and then you could be horrified. Okay. Although if you want the type, if you need an explanation of what I'm hinting at, what it, what is that movie that I think may be the most sunk oh, in the womb? I totally thought of that sunk in the womb. Have you seen mm-hmm. that Christian? Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. You and Randy watch that movie. It is brutal. Hmm. It's a, it. um, uh, it's a Japanese film that I think was made to highlight the struggle of single mothers in Japan at the time. And it's basically a movie about very young children being left alone in an apartment. 
for an extended period. And they're young. They're yeah. young to the point to where one of them grabs a knife. You're like, how is this happening? Like, how yeah. is anybody filming that right now? Oh, boy. Yeah. That Dude, it's brutal. It's shit. giving me goosebumps yeah. right now. Hmm. So, yeah. Life of Bell. Sunk in the womb. Sunk in the womb. Yeah. I think it's yeah. sunk into. Sunk into the womb. You okay. are correct. From yeah. 2014. Yeah, and I'm Life of Bell, you know what? That. Make it a double cue, feature, baby. Cue up Life of Bell. And then if you can vibe with the, the like little bit that it touches with, go into Sunk in the Womb. Cool. And see if you can hang. Cool. Um, how, yeah, how do we do the outro on this show? It's weird. Without Clark here, I feel like Randy. Oh, no, we have an outro. St- I'm tripping. Here you go. This concludes the Disco Yeah, for some reason, I thought Clark would chime in there and end it. You're out of practice. <laughs> it's weird. I will tell you, we we record in the same room, and normally he's right across from me. And I like I keep looking over here, Christian, because I have you on a monitor. Mm-hmm. Because normally I have you on a monitor so Clark can look at him. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, I, everything is the same. He's just not here. <laughs> and uh, and we hope he never returns. But um, yeah, Randy, it's your turn, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to pivot immediately into food like he always does here. So <laughs> what no did you snack watch of the week? day, dude? Yeah, no snack of the day. Sorry. Uh, yeah, this week I didn't actually watch much, but I have one saved from last week that I didn't talk about. And it's by directed by a man whose name I do not know how to, how to pronounce. Come on, give it a try. It's a foreign uh, film. Ilker Katak. I would have believed you. If you had confidence in there, I would have believed yeah. you. Especially the first name. Uh, I actually don't even know what... I think he's Turkish, Turkish-German Turkish <laughs> filmmaker. Um, it's called The Teacher's Lounge. Oh, I've heard about this. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, basically, the, the main premise is when one of her students is suspected of theft, uh, teacher Carla decides to get to the bottom of the matter. Uh, caught between her ideals and the school system, the consequences of her actions threaten to break her. Uh, so essentially, like, the movie starts off feeling like this school situation is already kind of tense. Um, and in a very early scene, a bunch of, like, higher-ups come in and uh, sort of, like, go through this classroom and, like, check everyone to see if they have money on them because they're not supposed to have money on campus because they're kids, I guess. And they someone had been stolen from that you don't really get into until later. So they suspect that the child, one of these children had stolen some money. Um, so it kind of seems like potentially theft has been going on here for a little bit. Um, so the teacher of this classroom, uh, whose name is Carla, she decides to sort of do a little bit of uh, investigating for herself. And she, um, she like sets up her computer, like at her desk and kind of like, leaves it there when she's not there, but she has a video recording and she has her jacket like on the back of her seat and she has money in the pocket of her jacket <laughs> to see if she can sort of lure someone in and kind of find out who, who did this. And, um, turns out another one of the, it's not a kid. It's another one of the faculty members of the school. Um, and you can barely see, but it, it, she has like an identifying sort of like a, a sweater um, that she eventually like is able to identify who it is. And then this teacher or this other teacher gets in trouble and her kid, uh, goes to that school and is in the class that Carla teaches 
And so there's a lot of tensions between that. Um, and yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's very, it's very good. It's, you know, it's basically just a drama, but it's very tense kind of the whole time. And, um, yeah, this, uh, there's like a lot of, a lot of kids in the movie are like very sort of, uh, they're kind of like bratty kids. Like they're, they keep asking, uh, to like be let in on like what's going on because of the kids like notice that something like weird is happening. Um, and this, the kid, uh, who, whose mother stole the money from her, uh, he's kind of a bully, but he also kind of gets bullied too. Um, I don't know. It's, it's pretty good. It's actually, which I didn't realize until later, uh, it's nominated at the Academy Awards for foreign, uh, film from whatever country. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's kind of like a, you know, good, solid, like 90, I think it's like 98 minutes. Um, sort of like a a pressure cooker. You're kind of like not sure what's going to happen. And, um, Carla, the teacher, like really doesn't want this boy to get in trouble or to be moved to a different school because of what his mother did. Um, she really wants to like stick up for him and, uh, things may or may not go the way that she wants or intends, even though she's kind of the one that like, you know, made this situation, uh, into what it is. And there's a whole like legal thing where like, you can't be filming people that don't know they're being filmed. Oh. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it's really interesting and I thought it was really good. What, what's the vibe here? I, cause I'm watching it and one, it looks fucking tense, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of like walking too. It's kind of reminded <laughs> me of like, uh, Gary or Jerry, whatever the Gus Van Sant oh, movie. Interesting. Okay. Uh, cause a lot of like scenes of her kind of like walking through like hallways and stuff like in the school and she's just kind of like distraught and like stress out about what's going on but uh yeah it, it it's pretty tense like for being a like oscar movie um i don't know i thought it was really solid it looks like it has that hitchcock vibe where a lot like they set the premise of the movie up early and then allow dialogue to kind of slip away or it yeah. looks like we're like really nested in her and we know what she's doing and maybe dialogue won't be driving the story for sure yeah Dude, it looks fucking good. It's good. Yeah, it's like it's not quite like a four by three aspect ratio, but it is kind of boxy, which kind of you know makes it a little bit uh more claustrophobic and stuff too. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's interesting. I um I was editing a wedding video and I needed to block out a cameraman. And the solution was to throw cinemascope bars on there. Huh. And it's really weird. Cause it felt wrong. Cause initially I'm like, you don't just add black bars to do cinemascope. And then I did it. I'm like, what that worked. (laughs) And it's like, do they just add black bars? Like, is that the magic there? But you're right. The frame, I, you know, Randy, when we first met, that's the kind of shit we would talk about. And I've gotten so far away from it. Yeah. And I I find I'm back there again, looking at like four, three ratio and shit. I'm like, how does that change? the feel Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know dude this is giving me hitchcock vibes and i've been in like a mood for it yeah it's cool i think you would dig it Uh, did you watch it christian or you just heard about it i just heard about it i've been meaning to check it out now it is only pg-13 you might not want (laughs) to that's for babies i know you need blood dude yep that's for babies (sighs) also also for clark's question there is no boobs Oh, God. Yeah. No well-endowed. No bear well-endowed. 
Yeah, women. unfortunately. She does have the Hitchcock, you know, Hitchcock. He loved to have a well-endowed broad in his movies <laughs> just to double down and make it even worse. But he loved a sweater. And he would talk about, like, there's no fun in just putting... He's like, a naked woman doesn't have the same power that a well-endowed woman in a sweater does. So if you watch it, you know, he's like, you know, if you're really playing with the voyeur, you want him to be undressing them mentally. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a fantastic fella, Mr. Hitchcock. <laughs> All right, Randy, what else you got? Uh, yeah, I got I got an old one. I know Clark's usually the one that does older movies uh, a lot of times these days, but I'm going back to... 1965, directed by Elio Petri. Uh, it's called The 10th Victim. Has anyone seen The 10th Victim? No. Nope. I had not, not even heard of it either, but uh, Clark and I both talked about uh, Jake Johnson's movie Self-Reliance, which is on Hulu. Um, and I heard The 10th Victim be compared to uh, Self-Reliance uh, in the sense that it is essentially a game where people are being hunted. Um, So it's kind of like, you know, battle Royale or the hunt Mm -hmm. or self-reliance or like hunger games where it's sort of like a near future. Um, But this is, you know, 1965. So it's 1965 doing what they think the future might look like. So it's got that, like, which now watching it seems like retro futurism. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's just really cool. Like some of the, it kind of reminded me of like, some of the interiors and stuff kind of reminded me of like clockwork orange type of like, yeah. Yeah. Sort of tech, um, and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, this one has, um, good old Marcello Mastriani from, uh, eight and a half and, uh, La Dolce Vita. He's kind of the main guy. And essentially the premise of this movie, uh, is essentially there are people that sign up to be the hunters and people that sign up to be the victims. And he is someone that signed up to sign up to be a victim. And this is his 10th round. So essentially you don't know who's going to be hunting you. You kind of have to, you know, suss it out. Um, and he has successfully killed the person that was supposed to be hunting him, uh, nine times. And so this is the 10th one. Um, so he is very detached from people. He's very much doing the, you know, Marcella Mastriani, just like cool, like unaffected, uh, kind of thing in here. He's very good. Um, yeah, and then he eventually meets his uh, huntress, played by Ursula Andress, um, and he kind of has to try to figure out if it's her, if she's actually the one hunting him, and they kind of, you know, have a uh, a sexual tension and everything too, but he kind of doesn't want to, like, you know, play into it because he's not sure if he's going to be killed by her or not, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was just, uh, it's pretty fun. It's not like great, but it was kind of cool to see, you know, this type of movie um, that, I don't know, we've not, that we've seen a ton, but, you know, I feel like there's been several types of this sort of premise in the last, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever. And uh, I never, ever heard anyone talk about this one before. So no, me either. Yeah, I'd, I kind of want to check that out. That sounds yeah. cool. It's, uh, it's streaming on Prime, I believe, is where I watched it. Nice. Oh, Prime. Yeah, I never checked there. I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. are you dishing out the extra $3 to get rid of the ads now? I am not. Me either. God damn it, Prime. What the fuck happened? It's funny. I was thinking about this the other day, and I just mentioned Hulu. Hulu has always had ads yeah since the beginning Mm -hmm. but if you make the transition from no ads to ads that's when you really fuck yourself and people are like nah yeah 
But sure. I never complained about it with Hulu because it's it just always been that way. Yeah. I mean, I always complained about it with Hulu because I was confused. We always we always shared an account and it would always be people who were like, oh, we pay for it. And I'm like, no, you don't. There's ads. And they're like, no, we pay for it. Yeah. And I mean, it's it like, is still wait. annoying, but I've, I guess you just get used to it because it's always been that way. And it's not like it doesn't interrupt movies, right? I don't think so. some they do and some they don't, I feel. Interesting. Yeah, I am only familiar with movies. So I feel like they do where I think if maybe if you watch a TV show, it won't interrupt. I don't know. I'm maybe. just speculating. I um I haven't used Hulu in a minute for anything other than fucking kitchen nightmares. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been on Hulu in forever. But um, if Amazon Prime can time the trailers like they do on Tubi, I'll be OK. Mm-hmm. I can deal with it. But Tubi it is official. We are into uh, cable 2.0. Yep. We're there. Yep. It sucks. And commercials are coming back into my life. It's, I wonder if it feels way more expensive too. Yeah, it does. It's significantly more expensive. (sighs) You know what the worst kind of ads are though? Uh, The YouTube like user generated ads that are like, they have like no production value. It's kind of just someone like talking to a, you know, a webcam or something like that. Yep. Those bug me. I haven't watched one of those in forever because we do pay for YouTube. I I need it. I need my actually back in the day, uh, East Bay cinematographer Jasadi Perkins used to come over and throw a temper tantrum whenever I had a YouTube commercial. I know people who get pissed that I still have not paid for it. Yeah. And he was like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like you watch YouTube all day. And eventually I did it. And then I agree. Yeah, you can't go back. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, dude, what was I doing with my life? It, it's very annoying because those ads want you to interact. Yeah, they do. And sometimes, like, nothing feels worse than when you can click out of an ad, but you're too lazy to do it. Yep. Oh, so I've been there. you're just watching it, and you're yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> I've been there. Recently, this week, I've done that. God. It, yeah. yeah. There's some that will be, like, six-minute ads, too. Yeah. Yep. Like, I'll be, like, doing dishes or something, so I don't, like, want to touch my computer with wet hands or something and then it's just like oh i just gotta listen to six minutes about mattresses or something yeah yeah i listen to a radio show on spotify that has ads every hour Mm. and it's a four-hour show so i when i'm washing dishes i'm just like fuck it my phone just gets wet (laughs) yep i know god i'm terrible um 10th victim i want to watch it also i'm bummed randy that you didn't mention the running man (laughs) In movies that have the similar oh, sure. premise, yeah, yeah. or uh, the fantastic Rob Zombie's Thirty One, dude. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> never saw. Which it. again, uh, Rob Zombie said he's never seen The Running Man or any movie like that. He just came up with that original concept, even though the Tenth Victim's been around forever. And um, again, found footage February. If you want to be in world camera and do something very similar to the Tenth Victim series seven, The Contenders. It's about a TV show that selects people randomly in America. Like you don't know you're picked until you're informed by the TV show. But then you, uh, it's like, you're, you're on, we're going to film you and you're being hunted now. Oh yeah. I actually believe there's, it's like battle Royale. You're supposed to kill other people, but yeah, if you want to do found footage, February, there you go. All right. Uh, Randy, you got anything else? No, sir. All right. Then let's put, Christian in the spot where you can go ahead and pick whatever the hell it's been a minute. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've watched a bunch since the last time I saw you, but not a ton, ton recently. I have a goal this year to watch a lot more. Um, I'm going to try to get back into it. I've gotten back into getting physical media. Uh, in, I buy records forever, but I've gotten back into buying movies. But recently I got the Criterion Collection finally, or Criterion Channel finally. Um, and the first thing I watched was 1997's Cure by uh kiyoshi kurosawa i think is how you say that i think so yeah um and it was good uh, i'd always heard it was good but it was way weirder than i was anticipating Ooh. it's uh it's about like these random gruesome murders that uh the it's not a who done it it's a why done it of all these people keep brutally murdering and then having no memory of doing it. Oh, okay. And they're trying to figure it out. And then they meet, like they think they met like this sinister, like hypnotist situation. There's like some kind of weird cosmic stuff going on. It's good. I really enjoyed it. It's spooky. It's, uh, it's good. I liked it. I would, I would recommend it. What turned you on to it? Uh, the, there was a screening of it at the plaza in town last year. Oh, yeah. That is what brought my attention to it. Uh, and then Criterion ended up releasing it last year, uh, which brought my attention further to it. Um, and then it was just on the channel. So I figured I'd give it a shot. I, you know, we, I don't get to talk to you enough, but you have like probably the most similar taste in film to anybody I've run into. As Hell like yeah. me or maybe even Clark, where you you go like the Criterion highbrow, uh, very academic route, mm-hmm. but also you like you know you watch Ebola yeah. yeah syndrome yeah. So like, how do you do you have like moods where you're like I need to be mentally 100, stimulated? Hundred percent. Like right now, I'm very much in a mood where I need to be mentally stimulated. I need to think and be absorbed. That's why we went and saw fucking Satan tango and spent (laughs) seven and a half hours in a movie theater. Uh, but like I, I'm very much wanting more very highbrow stuff right now. Mm -hmm. I, uh, while at the same time, like the schlock or gore that I want, I want to be kind of more smart right now too. Well, do you ever have like, you're in a highbrow mood, but the movie you end up watching is more like, you know, the room or something. Hmm. And then you find that your brain is still like active and you're engaging with like the lower form of art. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That definitely happens. And it's really enjoyable when that happens too. Yeah. You know, I actually, whenever I jump into like a learned film or something that has like a reputation and is very important, I kind of find that I have like the, like I end up like just, relaxing i'm mm-hmm. like i don't have to do anything here like this movie has already been proven yeah where that's fair. i i kind of come with like i need to be mentally engaged for like the junk movies yeah 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 that's okay i've got a good example and i will never stop i probably i may have talked about this the last time there is a movie that i went into expecting to be terrible and i walked out absolutely loving it even though most people do think it's terrible i think i've brought this up before mm. i bring it up to you all the goddamn time <laughs> uh it's josh trank's capone okay yeah, yeah, oh yeah. okay i yeah. love that fucking I, it's a mess but i think it's a mess in a very intriguing way and i see what he was going for and i think it was more effective than it wasn't capone did did clark did clark watched it yeah is that who's in it? John Tom Travolta? Tom Hardy. 
Tom Hardy. You're thinking okay. of Gotti. With, yep, uh, I'm thinking of Gotti. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's Tom Hardy and fucking uh, Neil Brennan, I think, no. is in it. The comedian. Is he? Yeah, I think he's I was, got a I'm bit sorry. part I was thinking in it. Neil Breen. Weird. Yeah, no, not Neil Breen. <laughs> Neil like, Brennan's no, in not. it. Uh, fucking Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Kyle McLaughlin. Yep. Got a lot okay. of people in it. It's it's wild. It's wild. Uh, he shits a lot in the movie. It's great. <laughs> On camera? Uh, there, are, he'll just be sitting at a table, and all of a sudden, he's like, <clears throat> like just a bunch of shit starts happening. Yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. what happened to Tom Hardy? Like, I feel yeah. like he used to be the art house guy. He did. Like, all, I mean, I think the first time I was really cognizant of him. I mean, I saw Inception, but I wasn't in co- I wasn't cognizant of him really in Inception. Yeah, uh, was Bronson. Yep. Yeah, seeing Bronson, I was like, who the fuck is this? This rules. Yeah, it's Venom, dude. Oh, right. I know. Yeah, Venom. I, but I feel like Venom didn't really hit that hard. Actually, this yeah. is probably the wrong group to be talking about. Has True. Any, have any of you seen it? No. No. Yeah, me either. Oh. I've been tempted, but my fear is it's not bad enough. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna be <laughs> bored by it. Yeah. Dude, see, I'm I'm so glad that you get it because what last night, Oksana, somebody made fun of us for watching a film, the first film in Cliff's life was uh what the fuck was it morbius <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yeah he was the first time we had a, our own time with him in a room and we put that <laughs> on tv and people were like why and i'm like because i knew it was gonna be a fucking Awful, good one yeah it's terrible like honestly i think people didn't uh explain how bad that movie was mm. like in a way that would have gotten me truly excited but yeah venom i'm worried it's gonna be just okay yeah that's how i feel i uh buddy of mine and i watched uh the meg 2 uh and really didn't have a fun time we thought it was really boring and long oh damn i liked meg 1 i thought that was okay fun uh but meg 2 i yeah i was like this is so fucking long ben it's wheatley, like a, ben wheatley there was like nothing about ben wheatley's style in that movie Agreed. not an ounce no, he's making money. Yeah, I he's know. He's making that dough. It's it's unfortunate too because fucking um Sharknado mm. is it almost like hurt that type of film we like. It did, 100%. Where it's like regional micro budget, we don't know what we're doing yep. because Sharknado is maybe the best example of a intentional shit show working. Yep. Yep. And the right? first one I remember it coming out and I was stoked and it was fun, like got friends together and watched it, had a good time. Uh, but it's diminishing returns immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And they just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Tamar got Tara Reed involved. <laughs> I remember Sharknado being like a Twitter event too. Yep. 100%. Everybody was online talking about it. Like I was in college fun. when it came out. So it was like a big thing. Yeah. I had, I was in film school and like professors talked about it. Yeah. It changed um, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole channel. They had a board meeting. They're like, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. We're leaning in. Yeah, man, fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. God. Agreed. I love franchise horror too, but I can't get in there. We still haven't gotten Big Shark. Oh, uh, really? yeah. It has not come. And if it, it did, I completely yeah. missed it. Big Shark. Oh, man. You I, have I to watch. To you see have it. to watch Big I Shark. Need to see Dude, it. It's so, so bad. Good. You, you know what's funny? Is you're, I, I know I mentioned this before on here a bunch too, but my immediate reaction was please tommy don't surround yourself with people who are gonna fix your shit 
Like just don't get in way of the vision. And immediately, you know, they didn't. And it, and it's perfect. It's unlike the room in every way, but it's unlike every other movie in every way too. (laughs) Oh, I need to see it so bad. And it played twice out here already. Right. Ah, damn. Tommy's been out here, I assume, right? Hmm? Tommy's been out here before, I assume, right? To Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, he's been a few times. Okay. To, so he's been at the plaza. So I think times. Greg's been here twice since I've yeah. lived here. I yeah. saw him when he came for his movie. Yeah, we saw that. What was it? Oh, this came desert. up a couple of weeks ago and I already forgot it. Yeah. Des- yeah. I- Something Valley. Valley. Des- the Desert Valley. The Valley of the <laughs> Desert. The valley, yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I actually Mir- liked Miracle Valley. Miracle, Miracle Valley. Valley. What's it. the movie that I liked? Frenemies or Best Friends? Yeah. Oh, I thought I didn't see part two, uh, but I saw part, part one good. and I liked part one. Yeah, part two is yeah. different, but it's good too. Okay, I still need to check out part two. Oh, I forgot about that movie. I, I liked. Saw part I saw one. that in theaters. Yep. Part one in theaters. We 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 yeah we caught them both in theaters out here. All right, I've been stalling here because I've been trying to find your fucking letterbox, but I can't. Mine? What the hell is your letterbox name? Yeah, mild blasphemy, one word, all lowercase. Fucker. <laughs> I saw uh, Best Friends Part One because they filmed part of it in Pleasanton, California, where I grew up. Did you really? Yeah, I think I saw it. I saw it at the theater in Dublin, actually. I didn't see it in Pleasanton, but close enough. All right. Stall for me. I'm trying to figure out how to spell blasphemy correctly. <laughs> B-L-A-S-P-H-E-M-Y. Oh, my God. You, you, know what, you know what drives me crazy? How bad my spelling is. That is you. You know what it is? Your damn profile picture kept throwing me off. I'm it's like Jim Why? Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I kept imagining you had some like black and white picture, but it was like a brooding kind of like metal thing. <laughs> That's my like Instagram and shit, but okay. not. Yeah. My <laughs> yeah. my letterbox is Jim Carrey sticking his head out of the limo and dumb dumber. Oh my god. Okay, well, you gave Barbarian four. Uh, yeah. So that's that's fair. Yeah, I really. Well, I'm going to go through here because every time, again, if you don't yeah, follow he said Christian, you, you think I'm blunt. You're blunt, but also every now and then I'm like, oh, interesting. Like Godzilla minus one, you gave it three and a half. Uh, it's growing on me more though. I think I would put it out of four today. I was shocked with how in, in pleasant Randy thought that movie was. The yeah, seeing Randy give it a four, I was surprised. It was fun. Yeah, looked great for. Under 10 mil or whatever they made it. The effects were really good. Yeah. And it's made over like $100 million and got nominated for Oscar. Yeah. I didn't get to go see it in uh, black and white, yeah, which they did like last weekend. Uh, Dick, she only gave it three and a half. Clark would be very angry. Every one of those stars was for the sewer boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it didn't work for you. Not as a whole. The sewer boys is the funniest thing I saw all year last year. All right. Then we got Mutant Mayhem. You gave it a three and you said this was cute. Maybe the meanest <laughs> words you could ever, ever review a film with. I so honestly don't remember that movie at all. <laughs> wow. Because here's I don't the thing. remember it at all. I've been going through uh, with my dad. He uh, has gotten to the point in his life where he's starting to sell his comic books. Oh. And he got in touch with an auction house and he has the first printing of Ninja Turtles. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So I That's guess a there's cool only, one to have. 
Well, he's, he's getting rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they they were telling him they think they could get 60 grand for it. Jesus. Yeah, I guess there's only supposed to be 180 uh, like uh. around now. And, you know, he was weird about his shit. I guess when he was younger, his mother threw away all of his like G.I. Joe toys that later became very like. My dad's mom threw away like all of his baseball cards and like all of that shit when he moved out. And he was like, what the fuck? So did he turn into a hoarder after that? No, it was kind of the it turned him into like he didn't really keep a lot of stuff. Yeah. My dad went the other way. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. everything. And then it like kind of mutated into shit. Like my version of that is movies. Mine is I'm, records and movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's almost like you get like an emotional release 100%. whenever you buy. Yeah. Like so, I might go to a record shop when this is done recording. Well, it just gives me a boost. I have, I, there's nothing I want to buy. I just, it makes me feel better to go and like hold the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I can't wait to have some money again because I need to get my hands on Blu-rays. I need to open them, smell them, and then put them on the shelf and just And then kind of forget about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know where they are, but yeah, Yeah. that's it. I'm kind of like done. I don't Um, don't have space at my current house to display my Blu-rays. So they are in boxes, but all the discs are in like cases so I can still access the disc. But I hate that I can't. I have like some on display, but I have like over 400, I think, right now. So I can't put them out all you're, out right now. You're giving me anxiety. I know you it kills the fucking me. Di- I fucking Dude. the discs are in like a book, like like a CD. You're a book. goddamn yeah. musician. You didn't do that with your music, right? My I did for the car, but I would put okay. The, that's I would, fine. I would put the CD booklet in there with it, so I would always have access to it. There was a moment in my life where I thought that was the uh, superior way. Yeah, to but do then it. I stopped because it started damaging the the booklet itself and i didn't like that yeah i was anal about it i had i lent a friend a cd and he gave it back cracked the jewel case was cracked and i i didn't like blow up on him but it like internally made me turn like fire (laughs) (laughs) dude we've all felt it the worst that can happen though is when you lend a um cd to a friend and it's in it's in a cardboard case and they leave it in their car and then the adhesive glue will melt yep and reform. Yep. Yeah. It's like, it like vi- slants it out. It's awful. Yep. yep. I have a very fresh, vivid memory of a CD that I loved, which I I don't even know where my CDs are now. I think they're down in a box. I got rid of them at a time in my life where I needed money and I'm very bummed. I have like maybe 50 CDs left and I used to have like 500. Yeah, but they're not fun. I know, but I liked them. It was just more so of like, what did I listen to when I was a kid of like, because there's bands that I had CDs for that I would never remember right now. And I like to be able to revisit that would be cool. It's like, are they streaming or anything? I did find my old iPod, uh, which was a lot of fun to go through. I need to go through it again. It doesn't work, but I can like still see what's on there and like go through it that way. Can you rip it off there? Like if you I don't know. It into a computer? Uh, I don't have a uh, cable for it right now, so I need to try. I need to buy one and try. Good luck. I, yeah, right. I lived there for a long time with my iPod. Yeah, and I had a cable that I just could not find anywhere. Yep, and it was frayed, and it was yeah, it was fucked up. Yep. I had one, and we may still have it, but we moved, and I have no idea where like the box <laughs> of wires went. All right, last um, <laughs> last letterbox. I have to bring it up. <laughs> Oppenheimer two and a half. This really didn't do much for me. Cause, 
<laughs> All right, I have a <laughs> I have context for Oppenheimer not doing much for me. Uh, I okay, I struggled with even giving it a rating or if I should just rewatch it. Uh, but then I realized I didn't have any desire to rewatch it, so I took that as why I rated it. Uh, I saw Oppenheimer on the seventh or eighth day of a 10 day tour with my band. And oh. I was very tired, very, uh, uh, my, m- not good in the belly region from being on tour and not eating, uh, normally. Uh, so about an hour and a half hour into, Oppenheimer, I had to exit for a solid 25 minutes to take a very (laughs) painful shit. Uh, So that clouded, I missed a chunk and the rest (laughs) of the movie, like before the shit, I was in pain. And after the shit, I was in pain and exhausted. So I did not enjoy my my time with Oppenheimer. And now in the band, we say, got to take an Oppenheimer. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Uh, we, when we did the lookies, one of our guests came on here and revealed that he had watched Oppenheimer in the theater 11 times. Ah, wow. That's, <laughs> oh, that's a lot. So nuts. Yeah. That's a lot. It's I was insane. also going through a, like a medication that I was on a medication at the time that I later learned I was allergic to. So I wasn't feeling good, like at all. Uh, so like I had a really bad time at that, <laughs> at that movie. Okay, well, it was a two and a half, so it wasn't as bad as Fast X. Dude, that movie really sucked <laughs> shit. And I love the Fast and Furious movies, and that movie sucked shit. Now, uh, thank you, Christian. Yeah. I love you. You know, here's the thing. If you go to my letterbox, I don't think I've given a movie a one star ever. <laughs> Did I give it a half a star? No, you gave it one. I gave it one. And okay. here's the thing. I think a one star movie should do what that just did for you. Yeah. I think when somebody brings it up, you get angry. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissed because I <laughs> love those movies. The seventh installment of Fast and Furious is the peak of the franchise, but okay. it fucking rules. I love that movie. And I was on board for the eighth. It was a little not great. Nine, I was like, ah, they went to space. This is weird. Uh, and then 10, I was like, all, all of this is out. This is Vin Diesel's doing, and he fucked it. He looks bloated, <laughs> and he fucked it. Fast X. How the hell did this cost over three hundred million to make? It looks awful. Anyway, Jason Momoa was not unhinged, but more so a silly guy. He was fine as the silly guy. John Cena was good being tough and stuff. Brie Larson's performance was embarrassing. Vin was bloated. Movie was bloated. Series peaked with Fast Seven. I stand by every word of that. That's why you got to follow Christian. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I love it. I like, I'm, I'm lucky to have a lot of uh, thoughtful film friends who post everything and I get a good range from like Robbie Smith to like Terrell Trotty. I follow which, Robbie too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like it, it's everything, but yours are the ones I look the most forward to. Cause you review them too. Yeah. So I just want to say, I look like sometimes Randy will just give like a low star and no heart. And I'm like, I know what he wants to say, <laughs> but you won't write anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I um appreciate goddamn. it. <laughs> I everybody kept telling me Fast and Furious, that's your shit. And I had a feeling I'm like it probably isn't though. It is for a space of time. I don't love every movie. I think uh 5, 6 and 7 are genuinely awesome. Uh Not a would, Tokyo Drift fan? 
I think it's fine. I think I think one Tokyo in Tokyo Drift. I mean, four is good too. I don't think there is a bad one up until seven, and then eight, nine, and ten are all they get worse as it goes on. Hobbs and Shaw is pretty good too. All right. Like I I'll- sign. I this should not be for me. These <laughs> movies should not be for me. And I went into them expecting to hate it, and I had a really good time. Damn it. I want to just keep talking to you about movies you reviewed on here. <laughs> like in Mad God, you, you say you want to rewatch it muted with records playing. Which I've done multiple times. You have? Yeah. Do you have a particular record that works best? Uh, I do Doom records a lot. Uh, so one I would recommend is uh, Bell Witch's Mirror Reaper. Tight. Which is one song that's like an hour and nine minutes long. And it's it's... It's incredible. And it goes, it goes really well with the beats of the movie. Uh, I've also done, uh, now do you have a particular moment that you started at or like, how do you think? I I just start it when the movie starts. Okay. So I don't, uh, it's more so just to like get a mood going with it. And I keep the volume of the movie on like low so I can hear some of the sound effects and shit going on still. Um, but yeah, I like doing that a Dude, lot. I love that. There will be four people who will appreciate that I brought that up, but I know <laughs> that they're gonna do it. I just I'm, bought a Blu-ray of Mad God from eBay because it was the cheapest place I could find it. Did you get the steel book? No, because that was over a hundred dollars. A hundred? Yeah. It used to be on Amazon for like 35 bucks, and now it's over it's on not on Amazon and it's over a hundred on eBay or like a hundred bucks on eBay. Whoa. So I got like a normal Blu-ray for like 15 bucks on eBay. I am so glad. You know, it's good to have friends. You need to watch Terrell's shit. I do. He'll, I do. Because, uh, dude. I need to chime. I've I watched think I it now for and $10. then. But I need to, fuck. Yeah. Ugh. Damn. Dude, and here's the thing, Randy, and I'm, I'm getting these conversations more and more. A lot of people are thinking Blu-ray is going to be the new vinyl. Oh, I can like, see that. Yeah. 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 I can see that for sure. Especially now that we're moving away from it. Like Best Buy's done. And like Walmart yeah, is crazy. taking over all their steel, but yeah, and yeah. Walmart's not as good. Like people are thinking, this is going to be the new format. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, so I just okay. bought. Uh, I just spent a fuck ton on a Blu-ray that I'm not proud of, but I spent like sixty dollars on How much? the. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the new A24 Stop Making Sense. Uh, oh, talking I didn't even heads. know it was like out physically. Yeah, oh, it's a pre-order. It's okay. coming out. Um. Okay, but, yeah. but it's A24. So what do you get? Like a stuffed animal? With it's coming with something? a book. It's coming with, yeah, yeah, it's coming with some shit. I still have it. The other one that I need to buy is The Lighthouse, their crazy edition of The Lighthouse, because I fucking love that movie. Yeah, that's where we, I, man, I don't fuck with The Lighthouse. I know some people who really don't, uh, which I, I understand. My wife really didn't like it. <laughs> she did not have a good time, but she loved, I bought her the A24 uh, Midsummer Director's Cut. So. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I got that, that too. I'm not a huge fan of that movie either, and I bought it. Interesting. I think the director's cut's better than the theatrical. I haven't watched it. Yeah, it adds adds more context to some shit, um, and I think it uh, uh, fleshes out the comedy bits a little bit more. Yeah. Because I thought that movie was very funny. Yeah, it's only like, what, 20 minutes longer, maybe? It's not not like three hours. Yeah, it doesn't make it like a three-hour movie, but it's still pretty long. Um, what that's Edgar's, right? No, that's the other one. Edgar's did uh lighthouse, uh, yeah. Ari Aster. Did As for Midsummer. Ari Aster, that's right. Yeah. Is Ari Aster, I think I just watched his short film. That's the, one, the, the family one. Something about the Benjamins or whatever. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's a lot. I've seen that. 
Yeah, it's on YouTube right now. If y'all want to check it, I think I mentioned this a little bit ago. But Randy, watch it. We got to talk about that. You haven't seen it yet. I haven't, but I know what it's about. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's See, a little, but you, it's you learn what it's about like in two minutes of the short. Yeah. My problem with the short is like, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what the point of it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird because, again, we're talking about Cat 3 films and like shock. Yeah. I could make an argument of like what Ebola syndrome is about. 100%. I could or, as well. Yeah. And when you watch Taxi Hunter, you'll get it. But like with that, it's like it seems like a cool idea with a competent filmmaker and then we do nothing. Yeah. 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 I don't. It's weird. Um. Also, I looked up the Stop Making Sense A24. I don't see the package deal or anything. Uh, it was actually kind of a pain in the ass to find. Uh, you've got to go to their shop page and then scroll down, and then you'll see it amongst the available stuff. Because I tried to search it, and it just brings you to like the screening page, not the merch page for it. God, you're not joking. Yeah, it's yeah, like I'm- a real big pain in the ass to find it. They're still making more fucking Midsommar merch? Yeah, 100%. My wife spot a bootleg midsummer sweatshirt, like a tie dye. Like people love that fucking movie. Dude, shirt patch. They have an incense burner that looks like a little uh, yellow triangle yep. house. I've seen that. Okay, I'm getting off of here. The problem is, <laughs> I am a fucking materialist and I want everything. They also have yeah. a very hipster looking stop making sense uh, sweater, like crew neck. Yep. I'm like, there was a stop making sense bootleg shirt that I saw that I really wanted, but after fucking shipping, it was like fifty five dollars for a t shirt. Yeah, no. not doing that. I mean, I would do it if I had the. I, if I had the disposable I, income, I would do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do I'd it. do it in a fucking heartbeat. My oh, whole I'm wardrobe would be dude. shit like that. Dude, I'm at a point in my life where I'm taking in uh, large holes of cans <laughs> to get recycled, <laughs> and I'm like, "This is my fun money." But Hell I'm, yeah. I'm starting to pivot now to where I'm becoming so frugal that I don't even want to like do that. I mean, I get it, man. It's not times fun, are crazy. Though. You would think, you would think it's like, oh, I'm like an adult now. I have a kid. I'm fucking doing it. And no, I hate it. Yeah. In fact, we were recording Blu-ray Tuesday and he mentioned that Arrow put out the two disc Conan the Destroyer, Conan the Barbarian. Ooh, yeah. And I texted Oksana, who was in another room. I said, can you order that right now? Like, I can't let that one go. If you don't, if you don't get it now, you won't get it. No. And yeah. I think it might already be at that point, but I'm going to look it up for anybody listening Conan Arrow. I know the double, the 4K was $80, but on Shit. on Amazon it was 50% off. So I think I got it for like 40. I told my wife or actually she actually suggested it on her own entirely and I told her it was a great idea. Uh I think for my birthday this year she intends to get me a region free uh Blu-ray player so I can start nice. getting some. What I really want is there's a, a edition of I Saw the Devil that it doesn't play on US uh, players that I want. There's like a cool, uh, boxy type set of it. Oh, okay. It's not like uncut or like a new, I mean, I think there is an uncut quote unquote uncut version. Um, but, uh, and I think it's just that, but with like a bunch of special features and like updated art and stuff. Okay. I know Clark is going to kill me because I am having so much fun in the review portion going into weird (laughs) tangents. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, right now Conan is available. The double, 4k and it is still 50 percent off so 44.99 that's not I bad. highly yeah i had to do it. it's three yeah. discs too yeah that's not and bad conan never got the treatment it never got the love so you said arrow is doing this it's arrow cool yeah. I, I missed that entirely yeah i'm not a huge arrow fan but it's, yeah it's i have to do it 
I had, yeah. I don't like Arrow because they already had a great catalog in Europe. And then now they're over here and they're like butting heads against all the other boutique exactly. labels. We yeah. Have. I, yeah. and I think their European stuff is, I don't know. I, it has more prestige to me than their I, American I releases. Yeah. Yeah. But now they come over here and it's like, dude, we already have Criterion or Scream Factory, which exactly. they go up against. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I like, I don't want to double dip. I remember back in the day doing, um, uh, blue underground and anchor Bay. Mm. And it's like, Oh, they both came out with zombie too. Yep. Fuck. Cause they I both think have, I have different. I think I have the blue underground zombie too. Did it have a poster with it? Yes. And it came in like a slide box. Yep. Yeah. That's the one I went with too. Yeah. That's the one I have. Good choice. It's good. I love it. All right. <laughs> I promise we can move on. now. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about? Or do we eat that time? I don't got nothing. Okay. Listen then to I'll, my band. <laughs> um, the baby's up. Oksana left. So I was going to put her on the spot. She, she dodged that bullet. <laughs> I got one more. It's found footage movie. Now for found footage, February, while going through submissions for the film fest, it became incredibly hard to find something that wasn't submitted already covered and worth talking about. So I thought the only angle I could really take here was to go back and watch a movie that, uh, you know, whenever, whenever fans of this genre come over my house or they come to the fest and they're like, Hey, did you, you seen blank? And I go, no. And then they look at me shocked. I decided I'm going to do that. So one, one of the big box uh, found footage movies I've missed until last night is, of course, found footage 3D. Ah, uh, I'm familiar you, with this. Do you know? I, have you seen it? I have not. I've I, The title made me uninterested <laughs> in it. Yeah, and I, I understand. Yeah. Now, I love 3D. I love the anaglyphic 3D. I okay, love yeah, that yeah. it's kind of a punishment for audiences to <laughs> yeah. sit through. It's not for me because I, I love a movie marathon. I love a midnight movie. I love suffering while watching a movie. I don't know why. I just will um, fall asleep. That's fair. That's so quick. It's been oh, a while, man. It's been years, dude, since I put on 3D, like red and blue traditional glasses. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the last time. Dude, I did for this movie. I was very excited to. And um, yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Oksana, you know, she wears glasses. She could barely get them over. Also, to set the scene, we have an envelope of like, I don't know, 30 glasses that are just a collection from like Nightmare on Elm Street. I think I, I was wearing Hannah Montana 3D Hell yeah. glasses. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I like to hoard them. I like the aesthetic. Uh, and I like, honestly, the more you watch it, you realize why Friday the 13th Part 3 is almost like goofy in its attempt to be 3D. Mm. And there's a way that you can calibrate it. You can make it more or less 3D. Like if you were an editor, imagine like a slide bar that you could toggle. Mm. But I don't know how you actually do that. I think it has something to do with the left and right camera and the distance between them. Anyway, I bring this up to mention that the depth in this movie was shallow. And not very rewarding for being 3D. And, uh, you know, here, let me read from IMDb what found footage 3D is about. A group of filmmakers set out to make the first 3D found footage horror movie, but find themselves in a found footage horror movie when the evil entity from their film escapes into the behind-the-scenes footage. They do a really good job of making this movie sound dumb, and I think this movie is dumb. But it's <laughs> dumb in a way that me and Christian would think. Like, I, we've never talked about this, but 
the kind of indie film that I'm not into is like a low level studio film where mm, everybody yes. in the movie, they all look like they're aspiring actors. They're all pretty, but they're not great. They're here. The set looks I like. I haven't known how to phrase that. That's a great. Yeah. Yeah. I call them low level studio because you're yeah. like, everybody here is trying to be a professional. Yep. But none of them are fully committed to this project. They're all it's like a stepping they, stone to them. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah. So in this movie, we're already dealing with that vibe. Everybody's very pretty looking. Everything's very competent. And this movie, which you could tell from the IMDb synopsis, is very caught up on a trope. And it's the trope of like, why are we filming? Now, this is going to get a little confusing. But one of the things I think is most important when writing a found footage script is why are you filming? And the same exact thing, but very different. This movie is concerned about why don't we stop filming? So they constantly are justifying it. They're making a movie. They really, they're playing a lot with like the fourth wall and I'm here for it. The problem is that when this movie came out, I believe butterfly kisses had already just come out. Um, are you familiar with that. that one? I've seen it. I need to re it's been years. I need to rewatch it. So found footage 3d saying 2016 and butterfly kisses 2018. I know that has to be wrong. I remember when we booked Butterfly Kisses, it was at the original Unnamed Footage Festival, and it had already been playing. And that film kind of takes a look at the genre, the in-world camera thing, and it runs through what if you did find a movie that was real, and then you tried to get it marketed in like 2,000 theaters across the country, yeah. which would be what the Blair Witch was if that were real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just the thought process, right? One well, here, it's literally low-level studio people getting together saying, how do we make a movie that's the first of a kind? And they're like, well, why don't we do a 3D found footage movie? Nobody's ever done that. And again, that premise could be really strong, but it ends up being as hollow as it sounds. Ugh. Like, other than the device for why there is a movie. Yeah. They do play a little bit like the script has a uh, a marriage at the center of it that's falling apart, which is very similar to the director who's gathered everybody here. And one of the lead actresses, they had a marriage fall apart. So there's a little bit of film imitating life or vice versa. It just doesn't get very deep. And I mean, by this point, we've already got well-tread territory. So we're looking for horror. And it didn't really seem that interested in being horror either. So I don't know. Let me see what fucking notes I took here. Um, the actors were too polished. Um, yeah, their conversations about the tropes were really shallow. The 3D, it did start to feel a little bit like a stage play. So they have two 3D cameras, and we have so we have multiple angles. And if you're not, if you're watching this in 2D, it none of it matters, which is another problem. If you're watching uh, yeah. it in 3D. You actually have to wait for them to equip the 3D cameras. So there's a prompt in the beginning that's an actual utility prompt that's saying, if you're watching it in 3D, put on your glasses now, even though it's not 3D. Huh. And you're like, okay, now I'm enough of a nerd that I know it takes about two to five minutes for your brain to like accept the red and the blue. Hmm. So they're they're I feel like if they understood their audience better, they would have explained that. Yeah. Because the found footage crowd would be into, hey, you know, 
anaglyphic 3D. It, you know, here's how it's made. The glasses, what they're doing. And if you keep them on, it, I think you can put that in a found footage movie. Yeah, why not? Well, because they weren't interested in why are they filming. Yeah. And the way I mean it is the craft. Like yep. found footage, it's about people making a thing. So usually you get dorks like me who like making things and we're into the <laughs> process and they just don't really explore it at all here. That's fair. And it the the title, Found Footage 3D, almost would imply that we get to learn about 3D filmmaking. It but almost sounds yeah, it almost sounds like a how-to type of deal. <laughs> right? But you know, here's the thing. I didn't actually think this much about it until I was watching it and I was becoming kind of disappointed. Mm. Because my initial read on it was found footage 3D. Oh, they're punching down on the genre. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, yeah. Which they're really not. I have to give them that. But they're just not, I don't know. They, they didn't really understand what audiences like in found footage. And that's the ARG element. They like being uh, the transformation of being able to be a detective, mm. which is kind of why everybody's into the long leg shit. I mean, we have a group chat for us. And uh, once those hit, Madeline was in there immediately. Like I decoded it. Like, like it's just something like let the ADD audience interact with your product. Yeah. There's, and there's just not a lot here. Um, It looked, it looked pretty. Everything's really competently made, which is another hallmark of the, the type of films me and Christian don't like. <laughs> yep. Like, like if you're going to be Tommy Wiseau, go all the way, please. <clears throat> I beg or like you. yell at your professionals and make them do the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so again, um, I'm going to be retreading a lot here. I'm going to be, well, actually probably not because it's never been covered on this show, but I'm going to be going back like a film that will probably get covered by me in February is going to be the Bay. Mm. I've never seen it. Um, so Isn't if you that, have any recommend, which someone direct some, like a name directed that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it. What about? I've seen it, and it's not bad. Uh, what about Michael Bay's Ambulance? <laughs> Is it in world? I've seen that one and it a half isn't. times. Oh fuck yeah! No, Barry Levinson. Barry Levinson, yeah, oh, directing the Bay. Yeah. So again, I don't know much about the Bay, but I did hear that he wanted to make a documentary about like uh, the state of Earth's ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But he thought nobody's going to give a fuck. Yep. If I make it a fictional film about the same idea. People will pay attention, though. Yep. So it's kind of a documentary at heart, but it's framed as a faux documentary. Mm -hmm. A faux documentary, like eco horror thing, environmental horror thing. It's pretty good. Yeah, I saw it around when it came out, uh, and I remember mostly enjoying it. I would need a rewatch, though. I don't remember like plot beats or anything. Cool. Yeah, I um, I gotta watch that. So, but again, if you're one of the people that I have conversations with and you've had that moment with me, please remind me what movie I haven't watched. I'm going to make a list and I'm going to go through them. Um, but other than that, I think I'm, I'm good. How, Randy, you got anything else? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Also, how many uh, of these movies are you going to be watching in your Apple Vision Pro? Oh, God. Are you going to get one? No, sir. <laughs> well, they're like 3,500, right? Yeah, pretty much. I did Jesus. see a, uh, like a TikTok video or something of a dude, uh, walking in downtown San Jose with one on just in public, like crossing a street. Wow. You know, God, it's funny. I imagine that and I'm like, oh, what a dork. But now 
after uh, recently been uh, having a robbery attempt, me and Jasadi, I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, dude, we were doing a show. We were working at a church and at midnight, a dude rolled up on us. I don't think he realized that me and Jasadi were together. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's been in my head now. And I'm like, because honestly, Jasadi had another attempt days prior while he was alone and yeah. I, was, I was making fun of him. I mean, he's like always nonstop. got like thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment on him too. So, Oh yeah. So when that dude rolled up, uh, he immediately was in like defense, almost like aggressive mode. So I was just like, Hey dude, uh, what's up, man? Like trying to be like, dude, <laughs> this does not need to happen in front of a church at midnight in Berkeley. Yeah. So now I hate to say, but in my head, when you're talking about somebody walking around with the glasses, I'm like, what a fucking mark, dude. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. Like That's the, the first thing I thought. Dude, in the Bay Area, I'm like, that fool, dude, yeah. they would be bipping his car. You know, all this terminology. I'm just learning all of it. Thanks to Keith Lee. Oh, I mean, yeah, have you all heard yeah, yeah, yeah. of you heard about the Keith Lee thing? So a funny thing about that, it that that's the TikTok food critic guy or whatever, right? Yeah, MMA fighter turned food critic, I think. Okay, so before he went to the Bay Area, he came to Atlanta and had a bad experience and, like, kind of trashed a couple places because, like, it was just hard for him to, like, get in a lot of places or hard for him to get food or whatever, and apparently he had a bad experience. And then he went to the Bay Area a couple months after, and he also talked shit about San Francisco. Oh, he he didn't he didn't really have, like... Oh, man. I recommend you go on YouTube, anybody who doesn't know, and... uh Watch him. It's funny because I think Twitter got in his head, dude. He put really? it out there. Again, Keith Lee, he can change the the future of a company. Yeah. And they'll make millions and they'll be elevated. He really looks for like little neighborhood shops. And he came out here and people were recommending restaurants on the Tenderloin. Yeah. And if you live out here, it's like, no, no. The Tenderloin's always been bad, but yeah. now it's mm-hmm. it's like nightmare territory. So he went out there and went, you know... I think I have to leave. <laughs> he, 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 I think his words were, you know, right now the state that the Bay Area is in, it's just not for tourists. And that's what I was. So I had to leave. And like, I think he had footage of like all the like tent neighborhoods and people hanging out. A car, and it was just like, I got to go. And everybody on Twitter was like, hey, tell y'all cousins to stop bipping people. Stop fucking them up. Because if they hit Keith Lee, we're screwed. Like literally. And I think I think he uh they were he was getting tagged in those and he was just like maybe he's like I can't I gotta go yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again you know maybe I shouldn't be talking about that when we're about to have a film fest next month out here but uh you know we're a community we stick together nothing will actually to be honest we're out in the neighborhoods I was about to where, say also it's a great neighborhood where you have the yeah, festival so like to kind of you know I live out here and I love the Bay Area and I've seen a lot of my friends leave <clears throat> Randy and uh, yeah. you know c- crime will drive out the weak but the true artist will stay here and will rebuild <laughs> and I think the pendulum swing is about to turn I I really do and uh, yeah just the way to transverse it is if you're going to be on Mission Street or on Third it's going to be rough but if you're out in like Outer Richmond or something kind of where all the Balboa and the Four Star it's Honestly, you look around and you're like, what is, what is everybody talking about? Yeah. Like, but then again, I have had my car window broken into three times in front of the Alamo, which again is on mission. Yeah. So, so Christian, when are you going to come visit? (laughs) (laughs) I'll make a trek with Randy one of these days. Hey, I mean it. Y'all, you got to come out. Yeah, um, I would love to for sure. That'd be great. 
I need to go visit a buddy of mine uh, on the way who lives in um, uh, Vancouver, Washington. Tight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, though. Come out. We we could put you guys up. And um, Randy, I'm still I can't believe you're bailing to go to fucking Paris (laughs) instead of the film fest. Yeah, dude. You know, I uh, in more like personal terms, I've uh, I've avoided like four or five layoffs in the last like two years at my job. So I decided that I'm going to use this opportunity to uh, take a vacation before my company dissolves or I get laid off. Now, it's funny that you talk about that because me and Clark recently mentioned that uh, we were talking about how Tim Dillon recently did an ad read for your company. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So what the, what are they laying off people? But is AI taking over? Uh, no, just like we have more people leaving their subscription than more than people are signing up oh. in general, you know? So like it just, you know, it's not been uh, great. And our stock price is like a f- small fraction of what it was like a year, two years ago or whatever. So. You know, then closing. This is an exclusive. There's going to be a write up in Forbes about this. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're giving uh, the dirt. uh, Then, in that write up, make sure to mention that Randy illegally traded. I believe he bought them before (laughs) we were supposed to in the company. That's back when Randy was a rebel. Yep. Allegedly. (laughs) Whatever, dude. Yeah, you did the same shit with Bitcoin. That's how you bought that house. We're all aware. (laughs) (laughs) Partially. Yeah. I still have a little bit left that I need to uh, get rid of. They, They, Apparently there is a halving going to happen soon. And they think that, which is a term for like stocks and stuff that I don't necessarily understand, but there's people saying that it's going to go potentially very high in April. Oh, insider tip again, not a, um, what, what do they say in all the financial, not a, yeah, I don't know. This is not recommend- advice. It's just, yeah, whatever. Not financial advice. It's just, uh, a, I don't know, scrying into a crystal ball. Yeah. You, you, right. You're the one that knows more about uh, crypto than I do or has more news. Yeah, but when shit got rough, I had to like liquidate all that to give my parents money. Oh, and yeah. I realized that I, um, I got a little bit too deep into it. <laughs> and I, sure. have, like, I have like three types of coins that I don't even know how to access anymore. Damn. Yeah, I had one that I was paying a fee. Like you had to pay to be a member. I dude, I I'm telling you, I had one Christian had one that got, I was up $40,000 and I'm like, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to quit my job and I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to be a fucking crypto brat. And then it, uh, uh, (laughs) that coin in particular, they had a launch party. They were in Vegas. They were live streaming. The thing they didn't do was launch the thing they were partying for. And everybody's like, well, if you're not launching, why are you partying? And they're like, well, you know, we're here in Vegas and we just thought. And then there was a little trend the opposite direction for the first time in a long time. Oh. And I was so, I was so like, no, dude, hodl. Like, you got to fucking, you got to grit your teeth and hold oh. on. And then it's really going to pay off. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never recovered. So I Fuck. paid $40,000. This is the way I justify it. I paid $40,000 to never be in that situation again. Hey, well, there you go. I'm glad that you took something from it. There's Christian. There's an opportunity to like <laughs> dwell on that and go really dark. Yeah. I know somebody, <laughs> I know a buddy of mine who claimed to uh, make about a hundred thousand in Bitcoin. Oh, and that's no. the last time I heard him talk about it. And then I heard through the grapevine that, yeah, he lost it all. 
Damn. It's <sighs> like, and then here's because he didn't pull out either. Yeah, I dude, yeah. never pull out. Yeah. That's, the, that's the bro uh, model, dude. I'm a father. Never pull out. <laughs> never fucking pull yeah. out. Um, no, and then we get Randy's story, who's drunk one day alone at a bar, and it's like, fuck it, I'll buy some Bitcoin. And then yada, 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 you buy a house. It was only like 70% of one coin, but yeah. Yeah, but it was low enough that you could pull yeah. that off on a whim. It was. It was the day in California before lockdown from COVID. And I was drunk with my roommate and his girlfriend. And uh, I was just like, eh. I always imagined you alone at the Alamo bar. No. I was with people, surprisingly. (laughs) You know, last tangent. Uh, Drinking alone at the San Francisco Alamo bar is a thing that I uh, would always fantasize about. I've done it once or twice. The thing is, it doesn't feel like it would be very alone friendly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends. (laughs) Last time I was there solo, uh, it was very quiet. There was like nobody there. That's what I mean. Because Uh, the ebb and flow is usually around a movie. Yeah, true. Makes sense. So like if you're alone in a crowded bar, that's kind of tight. Because I almost feel like there's clarity in the noise. Mm. Where if you're alone in a bar that's empty, I immediately feel like everybody's paying attention to me. I feel that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. The last thing I want is people like noticing me (laughs) in any way. 100%. I'm there alone to not be noticed. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I apologize. We We had to get to two hours, dude. I know. I can't help it. I can't shut up. And you know, I love it whenever family comes on the show and you brought Christian, who I still will take credit for uh, introducing you to. Technically, very true. Yeah. Not even technically, it's true. Well, Randy did creep on your podcast. R.I.P. He introduced the podcast to y'all. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I can't help it. I'm like, oh, we got to reach out. You're going to get adopted. And that worked out. It's working out. Yeah. Tis. So uh, we need a hard date. When is your podcast coming back? Uh, September 11th, 2024. <laughs> Dude, perfect. <laughs> I'm writing it down. The vinyl floor will return. <laughs> All right. Anything to plug, Christian? Uh, right now, just my band, uh, Clot. Uh, we're clot noise on everything. Uh, clot grind at gmail.com. If you're wanting our email, uh, we're setting up some, uh, out of town shows, but we biggest thing is we're going to be recording, um, coming up at the end of the month and we should have a bunch of new songs out this year. Are you the only band named clot? Uh, there was, uh, I think they're from Massachusetts death metal band named clot, but they are inactive. I believe, and there was a Alabama hardcore band named Clot a couple years ago, but I can't even find recorded music for them. I just saw that they existed. Um, it's funny. I talking about like genres and tropes. I always use metal as an example because you can kind of tell what a band will sound like from the font of their name yeah. and the length of their name. <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted to congratulate you on getting a cool name like Clot. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's all because I had a stroke. (laughs) Wait, really? Yeah, I had a stroke when I was 24. What What the fuck? (laughs) Like I was in the hospital for three days, like had a stroke, yeah. From a blood clot? Uh, In my brain, yeah. They don't know what caused it, but they know I had a blood clot in my brain. It made the left side of my body, uh, not my face. It didn't impact my face or my speech, but my left arm and like whole left side of my body was paralyzed for like two days. I didn't know people survived that. Yeah, it was. They said I had the best type of stroke I could have had, because uh, <laughs> uh, and I I reported it, 
soon enough. So I got to the hospital within a two hour time frame. So I was able to get this shot that like shoots through your system and like clears clogs, like clogged shit. So in your brain, God yeah. damn. Yep. So I've had a lot of testing and I've been in and out of hospitals since that. That was in 2016. Yeah. And that's why you're not afraid of death anymore. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Uh, it was weird. It really changed my perspective on a lot of things because I was so young when it happened. So, well, Randy, yeah. do your fucking job and warn him about what happens when you cheat death. Go ahead. Show him <laughs> Final Destination. <laughs> We're both fans. I like Final oh, yeah. Destination. Yeah. Well, Randy, then watch out. It may be coming yeah. for you next. So, yeah, that's where the band name comes from was because I had a clot in my brain. Well, um, again, I do think there's a lot of power in the short one name band yeah. name. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Especially in like the metal umbrella. There's a yeah. lot of power there. Yeah. I would recommend uh, to throw a shout out to some friends. Another one name uh, or no, one word band name. Our buddies Noel, K-N-O-L-L. Uh, they are they consider themselves funeral grind. Uh, right. they are incredible and they just released a new album about a week or two ago, um, called, uh, a port. No, it's not called a portrait. Uh, I can't remember the exact title. I'm blanket bank. I'm a fake fan. Um, <laughs> but they're great. Um, incredible dudes, incredible band, check them out. Um, and there's, it's not a grassy Noel. Noel is like a part of a funeral procession and that's what they're <laughs> using that uh. name for. So. I don't know, dude. It yeah. it, it kind of works both ways. I thought I was like, oh hell yeah, conspiracy theory, grind band. This is sick, grassy knoll shit. But uh, no, it's not. It's about funeral stuff. But it does work either way. It does because yeah. you know the grassy knoll. It, it does conjure up images of a funeral. Under oh, that's fair too. Yeah, there you Although, go. Although when you said knoll, I was thinking G N O L L. Ah, no K N O L L. Yeah, G would be a uh, two hit die monster in D and D. Yep. Nope, yeah, not quite he head of a hyena. I'm sure th I'm actually I need to ask them about that. I'll uh, I need to hit up their bassist and see if they they know about that at all. Yeah, really nail that down for us. Then yeah. come back. <laughs> all right, Randy, I guess uh, end the show. That's it. I got nothing to plug. Listen That's to Claude. <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, you know, Clark will be back soon enough and uh, we'll have a we'll have our host back. But uh, it's been fun. Always good to have Christian on the show. We'll have you back again. Uh, I don't know. Eventually. Soon, just whenever. Let's just. Uh, we live five minutes from each other. This is true. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's been fun, and uh, we'll see you Thursday. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.